Headed down to the coast Riding shotgun in the jeep There's a bubble in my belly And I hope it's really smelly I can feel it start to creep So I lean to my right Cause my cheeks were kinda tight As I push a little bit I think like lit I thought I farted but a shit I thought I farted but a shit And now it's squishy when I sit I got poop all in my crack And a little on my sack I thought I farted but a shit Damn I hate it when I shark I can't even trust a fart Tried to give a little too Now this caca in my shoe I thought I farted but a shit I thought I farted but a shit And that's squishy when I sit I got poop all in my crack And a little on my sack I thought I farted but a shit Hey, and we're finally back with another week of the SVS Fly Fishing Podcast. Hey, on this week's podcast, you have to look forward to Pogo Pike. Deep thoughts with Stephen Pogo Jensky. Uh, tonight's guest is going to be George Crater. Um, let me hold on. Give me one second. I'm retarded. And In The Flow Fly Fishing. And you can find him at InTheFlowFlyFishing.com. And before Chad and I get to our regularly scheduled bullshit... This podcast has been brought to you by Predator Fly Gear. Check them out at PredatorFlyGear.com. Sims Fishing. Find them at SimsFishing.com. Check out Mark at Urban Fly Company. Tonight's show is being recorded live from the Urban Fly Company studios. Why not? Well, no, 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 not them. Queen City Guiding. <laughs> hey, we had a great time at your wedding, Ryan. Uh, I... Ugh. We're going to talk about it more on the podcast. I'm sure it was just... Oh, that, that's one of the topics. What a phenomenal time. But hey, find all the stuff he has to offer at queencityguiding.com. We got Clouser arms. Yeah, Clouser right second arm. <laughs> hey, Sims Fishing. Check him out at simsfishing.com. We already did that one, but we'll, hey, but if you're going to tie Clouser, tie it on an AirX hook. AirXHooks.com. God damn, Jay. It's like we took a month off. I know. Hey, Yeti. <laughs> Built for the wild. And I think, uh, Michael. Oh, uh, we'll come back to that one. Uh, okay. Give me just a sec. Down to Earth Financial. That's the one. At downtoearthfinancial.com. God damn it. It's like we took a month off. It's man. like you took a month off. I've been thinking about this shit in my head for a long time, Chad. I've been off, man. I've been out of my game, man. I, uh, I've i been fishing one time in the month that we've been off. And it was on our... On my vacation down to Tennessee. I've been putting on a fishing clinic in the month that we've been off. I've taken a friend under my wing, a new friend under my wing, and I'm teaching him just... Wait, he's been your friend for a while, but he's been a new fly fisherman for, for recently. Yeah, I mean, no, he's fly fished for a while, too. He would go and, like, we talked about his trip. You know, he came to a fly tying night, and his trip's up my buddy Tim, uh... His trips up to uh, Penn's Creek with his cause to go, you know, dry fly fishing for trout, and that should be awesome. I got to go do that with those guys too, and uh, to you know, just hey man, you want to go hybrid fishing? Do you want to go strip streamers for fish? And he went out, got himself a seven weight wolf rod, 
he loved he cast in mind he's like dude that your rod's way cool and that I'm like, rod's sick yeah i like that the streamer stick the seven weight and so he went out and grabbed him one of those and then he went and got a five weight orvis rod just for five weight nine weight, uh, five foot nine weight you know or whatever no no uh nine foot five there weight. you go the most common rod ever <laughs> 905 man yeah you know and just for just everything else he's gonna do you know hey for one thing, I want to apologize for everyone that depends on us on Monday mornings. Mm. It it's been my my displeasure and my fault that this hasn't happened. Man, I've had anxiety over it. You know, there's I, six guys, six guys. I feel like I failed. No, there's 350 guys. I feel like I, I, I know, failed. I know, but a few, a few in general, like Dustin Hines. Yeah, my like, guy, dude. Buchanan, my guy, man. Pat Nick Latanzio. Lombardo, you know, you know just a, like yeah, I would, I would do this podcast if only. Turn me down, Chad. I'm too loud. Okay. Not the, not the sound. Me. No, I can't turn me. you down. Yeah. Turn my now. I'm too loud. Okay, I got but, you, man. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at you. Yeah, but uh, you <laughs> I know, just use this how you talk the, to me. Those six guys. Oh, just loud and obnoxious, and I'm uh, loving it, and I'm, I'm in the mood tonight. Yeah, man. But uh. Just those six guys. I would do this podcast for those six. If, if only those six guys listened, I would still want to come here every week to bullshit with you over beers and talk about fucking fly fishing, man. I know, man. I, I it, it, It's pained me so. Me too. To not have done this. And, and if it's just me and you sitting across from the table with neither of these other two guys for the rest of the time, I, so be it. So be it. That's I how love we're going to roll. I love talking to you. you and, me, and we, have, we this, haven't this even This is talked. the SVS Fishing Podcast. We haven't even talked that much. Other in, than going up to Buffalo. In the month that we've been off, it's been weird, man. Ugh. I've been sitting at home and doing kids baseball and just not doing a goddamn thing. And yeah. I I feel bad for for everyone who appreciates the show and appreciates the content well, that we put out. I can't even go on Instagram and post pictures. It's it's hard, bro. It It, it pains me to let people down i feel like i'm yeah i feel the same way i so, have anxiety over it man and it's like killing me i'm 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 was oh you saw me i was pounding on the fucking door to get in here i, know. <laughs> I just love it like so i live for this can can i give a little backstory to to some some of the stuff that went on in the, the background of why sure. we haven't done a yeah, show absolutely so i got a new job and mm-hmm. oh my god jay i i couldn't tell you last time i took a shower you look skinny I couldn't tell you last time I took a shower because this. When's new- the last time I told you you look skinny, Chad? Uh, when we were sixteen. Yeah, exactly. When you were trying to get my pants. Yeah, you looked. <laughs> well, I succeeded at that, and we're way past that now as a married couple. But uh, you know, you do. You look thin, man. So it, that's weird because all I do is I work, and then I come home and drink copious amounts of alcohol, just to try to fuck. I, I've never been in charge of people before. And it's it's hard, man. Like being in charge of people and then in a corporate setting, it's it's a mind fuck. And uh, and I don't want. I did that for years. I don't want this podcast to get tied up in that. So um, we're not going to talk about it. No, no, no. Our jobs. We don't care about our jobs. We care exactly. about fishing here. But, but no, but you but know. Then, but then also on top of that, we had a trip to Tennessee, a trip to Buffalo. We had Mother's Day. We had my son playing flag football. We had Jay's daughter playing softball. We had my son playing uh, minor league baseball. And, Little league, yeah. You know what? Excuses are like assholes. Everyone has yeah. one. They all stink. But we're back. 
But yeah, but you know, when it comes to your kids and the time and with you know, it there there are more important things than you know our fly fishing and our podcasts and it is our kids and you know if it's going to be any excuse or if it's going to be anything it's it's because of them and you know just we're my daughter we're going to the batting cages first thing in the morning mm-hmm. like she's got to learn to swing the bat better so we're going to the batting cages like she's been about it like she loves soft like softball so much and and for me like as a, just as a dad like she didn't really dig the soccer thing and i want her to be into sports because i'm into sports you yeah, know, anybody that listens to this podcast knows I love they sports. They know, man. You're into I, it. I, I don't watch YouTube fly fishing shit. I watch sports when I'm at home with my dog. Oh, I've been watching YouTube I watch fly the NBA. I watch NCAA baseball. I watch everything. I, I've been watching more girl sports for her. Like, watch. Look, hey, check this out. Girls play this sport. It's called volleyball. And they, you know, it's always on TV or softball. And I got another full one. <laughs> it, you know, but... So for her to like to be totally into it and like to dig it really like once it like let's go out in the yard and you hit me grounders and like you know I'm like oh yeah that's all I'm doing like I'm gonna go out we're gonna go ahead and ground us for hours you know until it gets dark and mom's calling us in for dinner or and or go to bed like so it's See, been fun I, I like it I miss this though my my son won't let me do that he I said hey bud let's go out, let's throw the football because uh, we do flag football drop the L. Yeah, but on, that's cool, on dude. On Sundays, and then the rest of the week we're we learning the sport that way at least. You know what? Flag football is not learning the sport because they're not teaching the sport to the little dudes. They're teaching the sport to the the bigger kids in the team, and it's weird. Um, I love the coach. The coach when I played football, I played center, and the coach played quarterback. So him and I have had intimate times. And now he has. Oh my, wait! Oh, Jake's the coach. And now he has my son playing center. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and his son's quarterback. So. It's, oh, there you go. It's pretty freaking cool. So Jay, his his kid's gonna have his hand up your kid's ass his whole life. No. Yes. 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 Yeah. Absolutely. That's cool. Hey, 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 what are you gonna do? As long as he doesn't lick his fingers after. <laughs> I watched Brett Favre do that for years. That's fucking sick. Oh, uh, Brett Favre in the the Dick Pick Hall of Fame. I love that dude. <laughs> He's he's like you'd see him and he like lick his fingers to like get grip on the ball. Yeah. Like after having his hand, that same hand underneath the centers, and this isn't even a small guy. Like they're like three hundred fifty fucking pound men. Centers are never small dudes. No, they're they're like three hundred fifty fucking pound dudes, (laughs) sweaty fucking fat dude, like sweating his nutsack and his ass all over your fingers, and you lick them. Hey, Pogo's calling. Uh, Yeah, let's just go straight to Pogo. Let's take him raw. Hey, hey, Pogo, we're recording. You're calling in raw, man. Don't say anything crazy. Oops. There we go. Hey, we were listening to uh, little Sammy Kershaw, so we got to turn you up. Okay. <laughs> You're perfect. You sound great, buddy. Oh, good. Good. I sound like Sammy Kershaw. I could sing for you, but you, you might you break should. some glass. Come on. Tell me. She don't know she's beautiful. I like the one. I got a brand new girlfriend. <laughs> you hear that one? <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. I went off the deep end. <laughs> I actually had a friend once. We went on a road trip, and this is like 10 years ago, my friend Matt. And he actually told me to stop singing. It was that bad. <laughs> we will never tell you to stop singing, Pogo. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I, we're, we're all now. about it, man. If you, you know some Bloodhound Gang? We're in. <laughs> <laughs> I sound good in my head, you know? Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. So, so hey, hey you're, yeah. are you going to just roll like this? or we? Uh, yeah, yeah little, let's roll. I'm good, game? yeah. 
Okay, man. So, hey, we're going to do a little deep thoughts with Pogo. We, Pogo, we were yeah. explaining to people why we haven't done a show in over a month. It's your fault. It's totally your fault. Why is that? You uh, broke the podcast. <laughs> I broke the podcast. You're just way too good, man. Yeah. People love Leave you so it up much. To a blonde-haired, Polish, left-handed uh, pike fisherman, musky fisherman. He'll screw up anything. Are you really left-handed? I eat and write left-handed. Um, I play most sports right-handed, but uh, I could cast both hands. How do you fly rod? But where do you put the fly great, reel? I could do pretty. I could do it pretty well. Wait, which side do you put the fly reel on? Oh, if I'm cast with my right hand, I reel left-handed. Well, yeah. Okay, that's so, how, that's how normal people do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so when like you're saying I can roll cast with both hands, I mean, but I don't you think. Roll I, cast, I, oh cool. yeah, I can definitely roll cast. I can steelhead fish with both hands because your hands are always freezing when you steelhead fish. You, you have to doing. learn both hands steelhead fishing. You have yeah, to. But I don't know if I could double haul left-handed and and try to, you know, pull the line with my right hand. I think that would be, it would just hurt me too much. I can't do it. I don't think I could do it. Can well, you? I, I do you do have that? A choice. So back in like 2009, where I first got into this Esox thing, and there wasn't a lot on YouTube and. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was using the wrong line, the wrong flies. Like flies were the size of like wool socks. So the first six months, it was like October. And I literally had tennis elbow so bad I couldn't hold a cup of coffee. So if I wanted to fish like the last two weeks of October, um, again, not really knowing what I was doing, I had I had, I had to learn how to cast left-handed. And I would row, obviously, my friends. and But when I wanted to cast, I literally didn't have a choice. So I had to like kind of practice left-handed yeah. because – I think I am a little bit ambidextrous. I picked it up quicker. So that's how I got into it. And every once in a while, I'm out there for fun. I'll just try casting left-handed for, for like 15 minutes. It's, it's interesting. So what did you do to get over your, uh, your tennis elbow? So it was like, you know, like I said, it was like the end of middle of October when I got really bad. And then the last couple of weeks, um, I just tried to fish left hand and row as much as I could. And then just taking the winter off, it was like November, December, January, February, March, um, just letting it rest. It, it, by, by the spring, it was about 90%. And then I just, you know, dialed in my, <laughs> dialed in my fly line and my rods and shortened up my flies tremendously. And I was like, Oh, I could do this. Oh, so you don't have any lasting effects. No, thank God. No, maybe it wasn't tennis elbow. Maybe it was like tendonitis or something. But it it was uh, it was pretty bad. Because it, it 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 got it got a lot better over the winter. I I've I've suffered from that as well in the past, and now like when I do diesel mechanic shit, is that vag elbow? I I have to hold stuff close to my close to my body because if I hold it out, my right elbow gets bad. Oh really? Yeah, and it's from fishing. Yeah, and it's a fishing injury, and I. I don't want to sound like a wuss at work, you know. <laughs> that's, why, that's why musky fishing sucks. Hey, hey that that's better than having back pain from that's holding. Great. I'm sure we got a ton of stories like that, right? I mean, like my my like from rowing all winter long. My whole mm. my whole the my left arm all the way down to like my pinky and my ring finger would just constantly go numb all winter long. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I was from just rowing too much, and like I was had this like little bad habit when I would like do a crab crawl. And uh, it, it, that finally healed where it, my hand no longer tingles. Actually, it took a massage therapist to work out some knots in my elbow to get it to not tingle anymore. So I got a question for you about the crab crawl. How, yeah. is, how is that in your, uh, in your big skiff? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a, it, you know, it's obviously I have a, a 60, 40, uh, 16 foot stealth craft power drifter. So with that motor on the back, it's pretty damn heavy. 
but you have to lean into it. If you don't lean into it, like meaning like really use like your whole body as your crab crawling, crawling in certain situations, especially in the wind, um, it, it doesn't really move it much. So, you know, I've actually crab crawled on like stealth, um, on like clacker crafts this spring, a, a friend's boat. And I think I literally, literally in a couple of swoops, I, I moved the boat like 30 feet. And it was like, whoa, I'm like, oh, this boat's way lighter than mine. <laughs> yeah, no, that's so t- it's a challenge. It's a different, like a totally different ball game. Oh yeah. 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 It's a, my boat's a Cadillac, you know, it's, it's, it's a heavy boat. Chad's got weight in the bottom for fun. But you guys have you guys have the um, you guys have the uh, hooligan, right? Uh, Mark has a hooligan, and Jay has a Smith fly. And Chad... oh yeah, those are nice and light. Yeah, those yeah. are super light. And this then thing I... moves. Yeah, it, it. Well, the only nice thing about it is it has the um, the self bailing floor, and it just, yeah. so the water's always in the boat, and I think that slows it just a little bit because sure. you have the water in the boat with it, and you're not just sitting on top of the water. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. But, yeah, it gives a little drag. But yeah. in the wind, those things are sails, man. They oh, just, they are. You, you just especially when you get wheel down the river. Yeah, especially when you get Chad's fat ass in the front. He's definitely like a sail. <laughs> He's like he takes up like three quarters of the front of the boat. It's just like Chad, sit down, dude. Please. I, wait, you don't think it's from him digging in the water more up there? I don't know. Yeah, it might be. I don't know. He sits in the water like his fucking feet are in the water like three inches because he's so fat. I know. <laughs> I know when the, I know when the bl- wind blows. I do a cra- like a crouch and I get down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you try to like get out the. You know, we gotta get you gotta get those socks, those for lakes that they put on the lake boats. Yeah. You know, the sock, the drift yeah, socks. Yeah, drift socks. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta to, get one of those. Just to counteract my fat belly as a sail. <laughs> well, you know what it is. You guys know. Would you that guys work? Have boats. You go. You know. You you know all. You know. You know how to row for the most part, sure. right? I mean, the, the average person just takes it for granted when they watch somebody else row. They're like, oh, I'm just gonna fish. You know. Know, they're yeah. fishing, fishing, fishing. And like, here, when I try to row for a second, they're like, Jesus, this is hard. So we have a small, like a small trout stream. I can, you know, barely fits my raft. And uh, we always say, if you can row it, you can row anything. And I, I've been, yeah. t- I took a new, a younger guy, uh, kind of under my wings, trying to teach him how to fly fish a little more, strip streamers. And I, so I took him on that river or that creek and uh, tried to teach him to row last week. And he rowed really well on our warm water, big river. Yeah, because you know it's it's giant, and you and it was so low at the time you can't. A little slower. It's just yeah, it stands still water. You're kind of front. You're kind of you're kind of more like kayak pushing yourself through the water, and sure. this the back rowing and aiming yourself toward danger and faring away and that kind of thing. When it came to that kind of rowing, man, and I work I work with him every day, so I was very hard on him. But man, it was like get your head out of your ass. Come on, this isn't this isn't like you know it's not science. It's so when you're at work, do you do you set up structures and say, "Hey Tim, <laughs> maneuver"? No. If you were I in a boat, the fucking work harder. If you were in a boat, how would you ferry away from this piece no, of drywall? I don't do that. No, no, we don't. This is definitely a Friday night podcast special. We right do, we do talk, we do talk some fishing. We do talk fishing and more, more just the technique of what to do with your rod. But, yeah. uh, you know. Yeah, it's it's tough to teach. No, but you my point I, to, my point to that was it's tough to teach people to row, and like you said, people take for granted that it you make it look very fucking simple, and like Chad yeah. and I make it look fucking simple, like it's everything, like it's like you're just walking at a point yeah. once you get so used to it, you know, and then you know you tell your buddy, hey, yeah, hey, row for a second, then, and <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then they are spinning you in circles, and you're like, okay, that's not so easy, is it? If they can't fish, Chase, you did that the first time. You listen, rode. if they can't fish better than they row, then they got to get the hell out of here. So it, he gets less phone calls. 
And TJ. Tim's a single dude. No, when, he's not. Well, I was gonna say when when you're asking what he's doing with his rod, what what are you guys talking about? He has a girlfriend for eight years. I mean, I told him oh. it's about shit or get off the pot time. Yeah, that's, that's what my that's what my wife told me at eight that's years. Like a, that's like a record. Yeah, eight years, no marriage. Oh god damn! Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's Amish. All right, Pogo, you keep going because we're just running this into no, nowhere. I, I have, I definitely have some uh, deep thoughts. All right, with go Pogo with your questions. deep thoughts. Oh, you do good. No, man, th- these are things you and I have talked about, man. So if go for you, it. if you're running fifty pound fluoro, are you cutting it with your teeth? Or are you cutting it with the wire cutters? Historically speaking, I was a teeth guy. I have like two fangs on my left side that I was able to like. I would literally have people in my boat that I fished with that were like, "Oh my god, don't do that! You're gonna break your teeth." Fifty, really? As I, yeah, I could, I could take like, yeah, I could take sixty and just gnaw on and get it and just pop it with my teeth. But Kate bought me a couple of years ago for Christmas the um, Able Nippers. Okay. So, so you know those are those are expensive. Um, so I've been, I've been getting in the habit of keeping those on my neck and using those instead of my teeth because, uh, you know, yeah, but, but my first reaction is teeth. You guys, that's a hard habit to break though. Dude, my biggest is until the dentist tells you, I, I, I always bite like my, uh, my sinkers on. With my teeth. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. dude. It's hard not to want to pinch your sinker down with your teeth. Like that's like a bad habit. They to don't. Have. Yeah. They don't stick as well with your teeth though. Like if you, you know, but the, if you crumble them with the, yeah. that metal, that metal taste, you're like, but oh, but you're you, doing but, it anyway. No, I love licking the lead, dude. The lead, yeah, the lead, yeah. I fucking I, lick I, lead I, all day. You know, like when you when you steelhead fish, or I, like what this happened with our trout fishing, or I think yeah. it happened steelhead fishing. So I have a chipped tooth in the. It's a little slight chip. You could barely see it, but it's there. Where I was um, up in up on the Salmon River, this is probably about ten years ago. And you know how, like, when you take a fly out of your box and it ha- still has the knot on it. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. So I I took I took it was like a glow bug. I took the knot that was still on the glow bug and I just bit it. My front teeth and I pulled on it, like just you know rip it off. And I've done that hundreds of times. And then I, I'll never forget when I did that. I was like, oh, that's a different feeling. Oh shit. And then I like <laughs> felt my tooth and I chipped I chipped my tooth by doing that one day. I. I also I never got it fixed. It's still there. I also <laughs> chipped my tooth in New York, but mine was on Niagara River. On a rock? No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what I thought. Okay, walking down to Pinner Beach. Yeah. There's mm. a oh, tree yeah. that hangs out. Yeah. Oh, you just weren't looking. I wasn't looking. I hit it with the top of my head. And my teeth slammed together. Mm. Oh, oh shit! So then chain Br- reaction. Our, our friend Bran filed that tooth down fine in uh, like straight. Yeah. And now it still feels like there's fur at the end of it all the time. <laughs> like every, every time I lick Great. it with my tongue, it feels like there's fur on it. That's awesome. <laughs> Listen, I would. But to... I still use that. Are you sure tooth. that's not from your wife? I still use that. Fur tooth. Fur tooth. I, still... I heard that. I heard the peanut gallery comment. That was pretty good. I love it, dude. We're here tonight, man. I still use that tooth to, to bite everything 16 pound mono and lower. Listen. Yeah, well, I was just going to say that. So anything under 20, so if I switch somebody over from pike to smallmouth and I'm using 20 or less, I always use my teeth. Absolutely use my teeth. Anything over 30, I'm trying to get in the habit of using my nippers. Yeah, that, that's the same with me, man. No, and no, you, you know should what? just go with always, man. Just use the nippers, believe me. Wouldn't it cost you money at the dentist and he says, hey, look at me, young man. Don't fucking bite no more fishing line. <laughs> hey, Jace. Because he fixed your tooth twice. Jace, get well, it I, 
Get a job with insurance, man. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, they, I they cover my, they cover my teeth. Go, if you <laughs> yeah, go to the dentist, it still costs you money, believe we, me. We yeah, all well, still when have when awful teeth. When you're a full-time guide and you're living under the poverty line, <laughs> yeah. you, really can't afford, you really can't afford the copay. No, but oh, so, I get it. I've been trying to go with nippers lately. Insurance only does so much, my friend. Yeah, nippers yeah. are good. Well, I had I had a gentleman say to me, an older guy that I fished with for years, and when he saw me do that on 50-pound, 60-pound, he's like, Pogo, he's like, you lose a tooth? It doesn't look too good. No, <laughs> it doesn't, dude. <laughs> you might turn off a few people with a missing tooth in the front less of your face. I'm like, yeah, that's a good point, too. Be less inspiration out hey, of your speech. Hey, Pogo, how many times... Why are you toothless? I've been a guide for 10 years. How many times do you think hockey, I... Uh, why do you think... When you look at every picture of me, why do you think you never see... I never show my teeth, do I? <laughs> you missing one? No, not at all, but... I just smile. Well, here's the fucking They're problem. Just bad. At least your parents fixed yours once. They did. They tried. I, I'm they still tried. on my original they set. They tried. Buddy. They tried, but I still, I still look like I belong in Europe. <laughs> I was just gonna say, yeah. You mean, you mean, or on uh, England somewhere? Like, hey, I'll have a cup of tea. Yeah, that that kind of thing. Or on a a, a, a movie awesome. with Austin Powers. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes, I belong on a, a movie. Groovy, with Austin baby. Powers. Yes, groovy. My my teeth are groovy. <laughs> What do you got for the next question, Chad? I'm going to move this along. Yeah, come on. Yeah. This is ridiculous. All right. So when you guys are rolling around on a guide trip and having a yeah. slow day, yeah. what are some of the favorite sayings that you say when, when you're having a slow day out fishing? Oh, that's so funny. And you and you guys know Pike and Muskie. There's a lot of damn there's, slow days. There's a lot of slow days, man. Um, probably one of my favorites one is they were up partying all last night. Um, should have been here yesterday. <laughs> I actually want to make a sticker and I want to put it on my boat. Should have been here yesterday or should be here tomorrow. <laughs> um, no shit. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, obviously the, 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 the popular one, oh, they're just, they're just locked jaw today. They're just locked jaw today. Um, you know, you know, kind of the standard ones, but I think the, a, a party and all night is, uh, one of my favorites. Cause usually you get a giggle out of a client about that one. And yeah. what, yeah, Lockjaw, nobody likes that comment. <laughs> I know. It's true, though. Yeah. We, we've, we've, we've had a, it's been a tough spring. It's been, um, I don't know how you guys are faring or how people in your area, but we, you know, that, you know, how I, I always talk to you guys in the past about, um, the post spawn being really predictable. Yeah. Um, with Pike. And, uh, so everything, you know, everything lined up perfectly over the last like two, three weeks. And then we just got a ton of rain here and that water temperature got over 50, 50, 50 53 to 55, 56. And then just rain after rainstorm. It just kept on. And then we were getting cold nights. We had a couple nights in the, like the, like mm. the high twenties, low thirties, that water temperature was just going from 50, 50 to 55. And the fish just weren't playing ball. Like, I mean, it's just, it was a ghost town. We weren't even seeing sunfish on the banks. We were trying to smallmouth fish specifically. And, you know, you just could, just couldn't get anything to move. Um, so I had, we had to come up with a lot of good one-liners why the fish weren't biting. Being a little south of you, I mean, just uh, fishing a lot, uh, we've had good enough temperatures and we had a little spike i mid last week we had like a probably three to four degree temperature spike in most of the rivers and creeks around here sure. and then it came right back up to where it was supposed to be and kind of held pretty level and right did, now we're at 53 did, yeah on did, our river okay well that, it, and that's it, lower than what it's been it well had, it had been up to 60 already yeah we were that, yeah that's what i mean that, that how, how was the bite through all that that weather description you gave was similar to what we got. You we yeah. got them two frosty nights. Yeah, and, the, uh, yeah. 
drop that river temp like five degrees because mm-hmm. it went back down yeah. to, to the point where, I don't know. That, it was down to like 52 for a, a yeah. little while, and then it, yeah. just, it went back up a little bit. And I, well, We haven't been on it to, well, to give you an honest Not God. our honest, like our warm water river. I'll I tell. haven't been on, but uh, I've been on a a cold water fishery a little more. I was on the warm water. And, and it, it, it did well because of the high water. That first day before the water really hit, and and you know change the temperature fish were were feeding they were up they were oh, moving because sure. the water was coming up but it got to a point where we had torrential rains like you mentioned and yeah we're so high now that it's a sucking debris i mean our river's pushing trees yeah. and, oh, yeah, and things yeah, yeah. like that like yeah, yeah that's what it, i was telling chad it's, it's hard not to fish worth a fly it. in there yeah you can get them but as the leaves are coming down, you know what I mean? It, it just makes it tough, and, and they ain't going to move on something if they ain't sure on yeah. it, you know? Mm. Yeah, yeah we, a, just, we, it, we just we, – this is our third day in a row of bright sun and warmth, and yeah. today today the pike were just moving. We saw mm-hmm. – it was just – it was a good day. We had a good day today, and there was – we saw some some big ones in, like, two feet of water just, just pounding on, like, small – like, little schools of bait and smallmouth – so, like, I don't know if you guys are getting that same warm-up, but if there's anybody listening as far as, you know, pike or, you know, smallmouth are getting ready to spawn here, but the pike bite is, I would say, in the next two weeks should be, like, super good. So, you, did you have a experienced uh, client in the boat today to, to No, I didn't. I didn't, actually. Uh, great, great dude, 28 years old, um, fished most of his life, just got into fly fishing, um, first time thrown in eight weight, but he was an athletic kid and, and, and very coachable. And we got him to the point where he was probably casting like, you know, 40, 40, you know, 35, 40 feet. Oh, and it was enough, awesome. you know, enough, to, enough to get the job done. Totally. Fishable yeah. Cast. yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Totally fishable cast. He got a, he got a, you know, you know, you guys know how it is. I've got, I get guys that want to get their first pike or muskie on the fly and they fish their whole life saltwater and they know how to cast really well. And sometimes it just doesn't work out that day. Well, this dude stuck his first pike in 10 minutes today. <laughs> oh, there you <laughs> go. Hey, I put my feet up. I'm like, yeah, I'm done for the day. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. So was it a good one or that? No, yeah, it was decent. Yeah, it was decent. It, it, it was, I think it was a, uh, I think it was a bigger male. Uh, I think it was like in the high twenties. So, Pogo, that, that leads us to our next deep thoughts with Pogo question. Yeah. If you were to catch a fish in the first tw- or 20 minutes of the trip or the last 20 minutes, which would you prefer? I have two answers. That's a great question, Chad. I have two answers. Well, that, that's a, good because that's your question. <laughs> As a guide? <laughs> oh, you're not supposed to give that away. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. As a, as a guide, I would say in the first 20 minutes. Um, as a, you know, you know, you know, just a a pike and musky lunatic, or, you know, for any species, brown trout, whatever, saltwater stuff. But, you know, as a guide, the first 20 minutes, like happened today, thank the Lord. And uh, not that I'm religious, but, and then, uh, you know, as far as like myself, I have had some of the, you know, and with friends fishing with guys like yourselves that are just, you know, been out there a long time at it. I would say the last 20 minutes is probably the most rewarding. Yeah, because you know, like you know, you just put all that work in all day, and then you get that awesome fish of the trip, whether it's a one day trip or a two day trip or a three day trip, and then you know the conversation on the way home, right? So you're all jacked up. It's like a good golf shot on the 18th hole, even though you shot 120. Exactly. <laughs> <You're> like, <"Yeah."> <laughs> <laughs> like, did you see that seven iron from 140 yards out? I stuck it. Yeah, but you shot 120. Yeah, but I'm coming back tomorrow. Yeah, I'm coming back tomorrow. We're gonna do it again. It only takes <laughs> yeah. one. How about you guys? I would say the first, 
uh, you know what? No, I've yeah. I've been the first twenty minutes before, and it it really sucks, man. Depends you, depends on the you fishing. Could, you can only ride that high so so long. That depends on the fishing. No, but if you catch one fish, it's the first twenty minutes or last twenty minutes. Okay, and I've been in every one of those situations. I think the last twenty minutes. Okay, I, you know what? I like the first twenty. Yeah, because, uh, I'm I'm in a, okay. My three boat team, you know, we had we caught a giant muskie and one wow. biggest fish in the Beast of the East uh, fly fishing tournament. You know, uh, muskie fishing tournament here in the Allegheny area. But and yeah, how, we, we, how hold drained, on, hold how on. How drained were you by the end of the trip? Just you know what? I know because all we <laughs> needed was one more fish to win the whole tournament. So we fished so hard. And my buddy caught a 46 giant, giant, wow. fat female 46-inch muskie right below the Kinzu fucking dam. I'm not going to. I was going to say, can you send me a pin drop? Down oh, I will. Sure. <laughs> right below the Kinzu dam. If anybody knows, they can go there and everybody knows He's that 50. fish is there. It's a 50 now. Yeah. It's, it is definitely a 50 now. <clears throat> I mean, she's yeah. huge. This is a couple years ago. And we put that fish back perfectly fine we pulled over to the bank that's a giant fish to even have an any, on the any first kind of drift right on the first drift and i you know i uh, we i actually it was funny because we pulled down to the to the boat launch some guys actually tell me they recognize my voice from the goddamn podcast that's great it's hard not to yeah you, you see the big nose i mean you can't you can't mistake me but uh you know, I say, hey, you know what Muskie hit to, guys? They hit the Wu-Tang Clan and Gangster Rap. So these guys are playing Gangster Rap as we're riding across that area. Like, That's I epic. don't know if you've ever been there. And then all of a sudden, these guys are t- – we actually, another boat took a drift through that area before us. So oh, wow. He fluffed them we, up yes, for you. Yes, they weren't the first people through there, but we were – Raised the, them. We were the I second. Got a, I we got were the second. No, question that you just you know led what? on to. You know what? PJ. The front of the, PJ, front of the boat or back PJ. of the boat when you're fly fishing no. down or going down a river? Okay, PJ was in the front of the boat that day. I think if I was on the front of the boat, I'd hook that fish. <laughs> but PJ swims a good fly, and he ties a good – It was he tied that fly himself. It was a T-bone. Dude, that kid, he got it, man. He's, he's a great fisherman, and that's why I always love having him in the boat with me. You know he's he's always out there That's with me. This good, is yeah. this is one of my best buddies. I, I fish with wait, this wait. kid. This was anybody. a second muskie after Chad rode him into no, like a twenty something. No, major. Chad rode him into two that day. Two dinkies. Two dinkers he, that yeah, and then he goes and catches a forty six inch monster. You know, which if we had had a bump board, it might have even been a bigger fish. But he got biggest fish that year, and you know, kudos to him. But you know, it's, have you ever had somebody in the back of the boat clean up? Oh, my dad. Yeah. My dad is the cleanup man. He would rather sit in the back of the boat just so he could tell you you didn't catch that fish. Yep. I, my yep. dad yeah, is the cleanup the back, man, man. My dad's a the back of the boat kind of guy. Too much pressure yeah. up front. If, if sometimes my, the back of the boat's the hot the hot hand. It's just they fluff them up in front, and sometimes when they're hot, the guy in the front is just you know snatching them all up. So do, so do you I, find I, that? Hold on. I got. I, I, do you yeah. find that in guiding that the guy in the back of the boat? Uh, yeah, has yeah, a hot hand sometimes. Yeah, this, this, this happened probably two or three times this spring already, where the guy in the back of the boat, like you know, like what was it last week? Uh, Mike was in the front of the boat. These two clients, new clients of mine, Mike was in the front, and 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 Bob was in the back, and Bob caught three pike, and Mike in the front of the boat, I think only got a couple smallmouth, and uh, yeah, Mike Mike got the three, uh, Bob got the three pike in the back of the boat. Then they went to switch. 
like, oh, let's just switch it up. And then it was like towards the end of the day, nothing happened. But they were kind of rousing each other about that whole thing. Well, you you know, you're in the front and you got the first shot. And then sure enough, the guy in the back of the boat caught three pike that day. So it does Hell happen. Yeah. yeah. I've seen it where it just, I don't know. You know, they're a little, fish are a little lazy or fluffing them up a little bit. You're getting them excited. And the guy in the back of the boat just gets an angle on them. I don't know, man. Woke I up. think it's. He woke them up. No, think, no doubt about you that. You think so? I do. I really think because because if you could make two casts anyway, I weighed a lot, and if you're not making two to three casts in an area, which now I'm talking about sound and vibration and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Then you're that fish doesn't resonate to that first one. My dad know? always says that as well. Speaking I mean, of, I I also think that the, the that if sometimes you'll like for pike and muskie specifically, I think sometimes like you get them excited, you get them jazzed up, they'll come off their spot to, to find out what where it was, and if the guy in the front of the boat is like stripping too fast or doesn't figure eight, you know, or whatever, and then the guy in the back comes through and that fish is like on on point waiting for something to come by again, I, I kind of that's just a total philosophy. There's no scientific edge behind any of this, but that's what I think. Speaking of Pogo. Are you running any flies with rattles or no? You don't do rattles, but I know you do the Buford heads, so you're getting the, the yeah. vibration. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. Buford heads and articulation with the puffy head, absolutely to get that water moving. I mean, the the flies that you you sent me a couple of years ago, those Buford heads and those um those singles and the doubles, they they fished phenomenal. Yeah, I mean the the ones I'm sending you were those yours? Yeah, not mine. No, those are your flies, not Mark's. No, yours. mine. Oh, Chad's flies. Yeah, suck. Chad sent me some flies. Chad ties okay flies. Yeah, yeah, man. I'll, I'll send you. I'll send you some <laughs> real Kate, stuff, Kate man. Got, Kate got her first muskie in a figure eight. It was yeah, a forty-three inch. It was first. on Chad's fly. Whoa, four, whoa, forty-three inch what? Musky. Musk. Yeah, Kate got her first on your fly, Chad. Yeah, that we've, was up north, right? We've posted it. It it's been yeah. covered. That was yeah. that was. <laughs> our, oh, I, I thought so. On her birthday. Yeah, it was uh, her first figure eight musky. It was her. It was her third musky ever, but it was her Jeez. first figure eight. And that's what she said. All she wanted for her birthday was a figure eight musky, and she got one about two hours into the day on Chad's fly. Mm. So Chad, Chad that, that confuses me because Chad Chad Tice said shitty flies. <laughs> God, so, they're awful. I beg to differ, but so the one, <laughs> the ones that I'm going to send you that I I told you I was going to send you have yeah. rattles in them. So oh that no that's great. It's not that I, I I don't think they work or I'm against them. I just never got into that. But um, I would absolutely love to try them. No, that, that, that's cool. And I never got into them until this year. And I just I started fiddling around with them. And then one day, I was out fishing with Mark and our our buddy Derek. Yeah. And I was the only one catching fish. And really. Yeah, it, believe it or not. <laughs> what are the, what are those guys? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and they were and they were pike. And they were pike and smallmouth. I caught three pike and three smallmouth and That's I was awesome. fishing flies with with rattles and I was like this might There's something to this. There, there might be something to this and uh Yeah. And then Derek threw on a fly with a rattle and caught a pike and I was like, "Uh yeah, man, that, there might be something to this." I so, heard, yeah. I heard that I'm going to go out in, in crazy land here and just for 2 seconds people I heard that honestly, my buddy Dean, he told me him and his brother, and or him and his nephew were out there out walleye fishing in his area, and he the they're standing you know four feet across from each other in a boat you know and some guy could catch a million fish and one guy will not catch any you know how it all works sometimes yeah, sure. you're not hurting your jaw right well just the, dude the, the so skill. listen to this I mean it is no but the one guy has chew on his fingers and he's touching his stuff all the time. The other guy, and this is Dean's brother. 
that doesn't chew. Smokes, you, know, you know, smokes joints. No, nothing. Doesn't, 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 no, he's, 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 he drinks a little bit. But his no, fingers are, but listen, are hold, hold on. Vodka. He started, <laughs> he's, no, but he's, no, listen, he started putting chew, a little bit of chew on his bait. Oh, and, wow. And started catching walleye right next to the other guy like it was clockwork, like the other guy was catching him. You ever watch that episode? A chew. I, and then I, I don't know about. I just this is what I've heard from my guy, a buddy that I know at work. But they, they fish a lot. Those guys fish a lot. Dean and his brother fish a lot. Like they're out on time tubing all the time, trying to fish walleye. They're bait fishing or, or gear fishing for walleye. But apparently, a little bit of cope, Copenhagen. Will help you get I some, some fish. I got some apple in my boat. If the fishing slow tomorrow, you know what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't. I'm sprinkling just saying. it out. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I can't knock it till I tried it. I can't try anything. I'm gonna do. I don't. I don't. I can't chew weed. Okay, you. <laughs> you <laughs> can. It just Unless needs to be in a brownie. You know, I can't do yeah. that. I, I. You know, I'm not gonna do that. So hell. Okay, I only have one reference We're going here. Off track. Guys, uh, I got to bounce. I've got to. I got to meet my clients at 7 a.m. tomorrow. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say goodnight and uh, it was great to talk to you. I can't wait to talk to you next month and catch up with you. And Chad, when those flies get here, I will let you know as soon as possible. Hell yeah, man! I'm gonna, I'm gonna ship them out tomorrow. You'll hear them I'm... coming. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, if I, then I have a bunch of trips. Uh, well, yeah, I've got a bunch of trips lined up, so I will be I will be using them, and I will send the report to let you guys know how Chad's flies did. All righty, man. Hey, thank you so much, Steve. Yeah, All right, awesome, boys. Have buddy. a great oh, weekend, go. and uh, it was great to talk to you. I'll talk to you soon. Later, bro. Rock on. Good All luck. Right. Good night, guys. Are we still rolling? We're rolling, bro. That was right. really loud. Fuck. Yeah, And your wife is standing right behind me. It's creeping me out a little bit. All right. Well, we better go take a break so we can come back with our guest. You need to get yelled at, and then so something's got to happen. So we can come back with our guest. George Crater. All righty, guys. Hey, I got my I got my Pendleton right next to me. So that's and we and we are back with George Cater from In the Flow Fly Fishing. What is going on, my buddy? Hey, fellas, it's great to hear from you. Thanks for having me on tonight. Oh, hey, for a second shot, that was a that was a good one, man. <laughs> that was intro. a good one. You nailed the intro. I gotta tell you, you nailed it. Nailed it, Dad. So so recently, you've started a guiding business, right? I did. Yeah. So, you know, I've been looking for to guide for about three years now and I, and I bought a stealth craft pool again three years ago with, with the goal of setting up a guide service and had some things in my life that kind of put that on hold. Um, my wife got sick and my brother died and, and there was just things that, you know, that, that really had to take precedence. And so I put it on hold and, and launched it uh, this year, this spring, and and um, it's just been fantastic, and I absolutely love it. And guiding is such a rewarding and, and exciting 
uh, job, but it's a second job for me. You know, first I'm a, I'm a high school counselor and I've been in education for, you know, 27 years now. So, uh, for me, that, that's a passion as well, but I wanted something to call my own and decided to start a, a, a guide service. I see you've, uh, you've taught your, uh, children to obviously, uh, follow in and saw your son with a giant smallmouth the other day. Is that what people have to look forward to when they come out with you? Yeah. You know, it really is a family affair. My, my three boys are all fly fishermen and uh, they're all in their, their twenties, mid twenties to early twenties. My youngest Sam was the one who called that smallie the other day. And, and uh, he's a great caster too. I mean, that kid can sling it, man. And uh, it's, it's really exciting to have something that you, you can share with your family, share with your boys and, get out there and fellowship together and spend time and catch fish. And it's just a beautiful thing, you know? So how often do you find that you can uh, take people that have never experienced the smallmouth or the pike and just show them that what it's about? And it's, it's such a great experience for someone that's never experienced it before. Yeah, it's really exciting, but you know, it always depends on, on, on somebody's ability too. So I, you know, if I got somebody who can cast like tonight, you know, I, I, I got a guy that just drove five hours to, to fish with me tomorrow. And, and because he was coming from so far, I said, Hey man, let's, let's get out tonight. You know, let's, let's go, let's wait a section. I got a section that holds a bunch of fish and, and uh, let's talk about, you know, banging those banks and hitting those pockets and just, just kind of dial in some technique. And we just had a great night and he was able to cast and he hit it and man, he hooked up like six or seven pike tonight. It was oh, sick, you know, go. and yeah. he, I mean, he only landed, he landed two of them, but, but he just, he, we just got onto the fish, you know, mm-hmm. he, he was kind of setting the hook a little bit early, you know, and so kind of pulling out of their mouth or a couple of trout sets, but, but he just had a great time. I know he's fired up right now and, and uh, excited for tomorrow's float. So when I got a chance to, to get folks on smallies and pike and um, it's just so exciting because the blowups are huge, you know, I mean, you, you think a, a lot of people think fly fishing and they think trout fishing, you know, throwing a little dry fly, you know, out here in the driftless in Wisconsin or something. And I've done all that and, I'm, and I guide that, that, that stuff too. And I love it myself, but there's nothing like, you know, a 36 inch pike coming after top water from 20 feet away and you see the wake and, and, and you get buck fever. I mean, you gotta, it's just insane. So, you know, whether it's my own boys or friends or clients, um, just the excitement of it is, is unreal. It's so cool. So when, when stuff like that happens and you, you have a guy that, you know, he, he's going to be on it tomorrow because you took him out tonight and, you know, he, he had some action. How much better does that make you sleep tonight compared to tomorrow afternoon? Yeah, well, you know, here's the thing. Like, I'm used to pressure because, you know, I was a high school football coach for a long time. I understand pressure of being in, you know, being in the moment and, and kind of that game type deal. But Yeah, man, we, we, know, we know high school football, better, bro. We can talk yeah. high school football all <laughs> night he, long, man. He, he can't. Yeah, oh, man. I've yeah. been <laughs> forever. But, you know, but, but, there, but the pressure for guiding is getting that person on that fish. You know, yeah. you, you know if you can get them to nail the cast, 
they're they're going to get the fish. It's all about the cast. The cast is everything. And so, if you get them get them to bang that bank or or hit that structure, and get that fly where it needs to be, they're going to catch fish. You know, it's it's a matter of where the fish are holding. You know, and so there's some pressure to 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 get them on that first fish. Like tonight, I mean, gosh, you know, he missed his first seven fish, and. It was like seven different fish, too. It was just insane. Two of them were oh, absolute monsters. Fuck. I'm talking mid-30s, you know? And and I was just, like, beside myself. I'm like, and, oh, my and, gosh. And hold on. And, and, and deeply, you think you would have caught both those fish? Well, I don't sure know. I probably would have just... I would have seen the strike and probably let the fish take it. You know, he, you know, I think it's easy to get a little bit of buck fever when you're new to oh, that absolutely. kind of fishing. Any of it. Any fishing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this guy's a good fisherman. He's a great fisherman. He's, he's a caster. He, he knows what he's doing. But just there's nothing like – the water I fish is crystal clear. Yeah. And so if you and, – and, and it is – it's spring-fed creek, and you see the strikes. I mean, you see the fish coming at it, and it's just insane. And so – <laughs> I, I still get buck fever and I've been fishing this thing for years, you know? So, so for somebody who's new, who's like, okay, I want to, I want to fish for pike, you know, I, I just saw his eyes just, you know, they were, they were as big as, as oh, they're big as saucer plates, you so, know? Yeah. Yeah. It was so cool, <laughs> like, man. I, I, I just want to catch this fish, man. I see it. What can yep, I do? Yep. <laughs> I got a, I got a really neat, a couple of really good fisheries by me where, where, it's almost like saltwater fishing. You're you're banging banks the way the way you would throwing at snook in a mangrove. You know, I mean, it's really cool. Tonight we were sight fishing some of them, and it's just unreal. Really exciting. And um, tomorrow he's going to have a great day. I know it. So you were sight fishing for pike t- this evening? Heck yeah, man! Oh yeah. That okay. that is so fucking it, cool. Can we, so, oh so, yeah, we had a forty inch muskie swim right by us. Oh fuck that muskie! Oh shit! What? I want to hear about Pike. I'm not kidding. He, he, we couldn't believe it, and, and he chased his fly at one point. He didn't really chase; he just kind of followed it, you know. Because if they're not eating, mus- if muskie aren't eating, they're just kind of they're like whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. But but just to see that thing in the water was unbelievable. Holy Lots God. of spots. So so. You're, yeah, it was a great night. Your dude, was he was he fully stoked when he saw the muskie swimming by? Oh, oh, beyond stoked. I mean, we we were both like, because ah, I knew that I knew that fish was in there. So you know, I've seen that fish before. Are they in season? I have not been able to hook up with that fish, but I know it's the same fish. And uh, it was it was exciting, man, because the the thing was sitting in a foot of water. I mean, it was just sick. So, um, but he'll get it tomorrow. He'll get on fish tomorrow. He'll he'll really he'll. He's got it dialed in now. You know, when you're fishing skinny water creeks the way I do, there's there's techniques that are different, you know. So, for example, I you're not double hauling, you know. I, I use like a kind of a peri poke, where, where, a kind of a spay technique where you dump the fly about 10 feet in front of you. You pull it out and you just single haul it. Boom. You're bang damn the right. Bank. You know, you just do that every way. couple feet, every three feet. Take two steps. Boom. Bang the bank. Perry poke. Bang the bank. Yeah, right, man. Once you get that down, you're you're in good shape, you know. So, and he was nailing it today. Now, was that awesome? Uh, I mean, I, I'm trying to get like a, a feel on on region. If you, I don't want to blow any spots or or places or anything like that, but what's the region you're you're 
guiding in you said clear water and things like that i'm just trying to get a is this musky season in up there or yeah i'm in i'm in southern wisconsin so and, southern wisconsin musky season is in now yeah we're we're in as play of right what now. may yep. 1st i don't think the Last northern weekend. season has started yet i'm not sure but but we're in play down here in the southern section hell yeah, yeah man I, yeah i didn't i wasn't sure where you're at but uh another question like was that area you guys were into is that a floatable section or you were just fishing some really smaller water the the, the section we were in tonight was way, only weightable it was really skinny water really clear um tomorrow we're taking them down the same river but it's going to be downstream we're fishing the lower section we're going to be floating in my stealth craft hooligan so um, he'll be up on my casting platform i call it the perch you know, and, and uh, he'll be just doing the same thing but from from the platform. So it feels I, like you're walking on water. I got a question for you. When you're yeah. in just the just walk and wade situation, are you throwing smaller flies? Are you scaling down your, your size of presentation? No, no, no. We, no. we were throwing. Well, we, 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 we were throwing frog a frog tonight on a floating line. We're throwing a about an eight inch streamer um, on, a, on a sink tip tonight on a 10 weight. Uh, so we, we kind of were going back and forth between the two, depending on the depth of the water, you know? And so, you know, I, I think it just depends on depth. It depends on the, the spot, you know, where, where, where I think the fish are sitting, where are they holding, depending whether or not we're going to throw top water, we're going to throw a streamer. So, no, we're throwing big streamers at these things. They, they, you know, they're, they're, they're about eight inch streamer. And somebody who gets a guided trip from you is throwing your streamers. And I noticed lately you've been wanting to put peacock hurl. You don't find that that gets ripped off very easily. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it does. I don't know. I just started that because it looks pretty. It does. Yeah, it does. It looks cool. It looks cool as shit. I just wonder, that man. off like nothing, man. Yeah, I, I, know I don't care. Hey, no, what I've started doing, yeah. So anybody extra. who, who as long as it works, man. my custom flies. Um, that's cool. I, I use single hook because I, I don't believe in, in double hook flies for because it gets stuck in the gills. It's bad for the fish. Um, but mostly deceiver patterns and Bufords. Um, but what I do is I tie in a rattle. I put use rattle eyes. There's lots of noise in there as well. But I've I've really take I've really trimmed my flies down. I've gone to a to a single station bucktail and, and God are they light and 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 in the water. They, they're just as broad, just as big and when they're in the water as a, as a three-station bucktail, I swear. So, uh, but you could throw them with a six-weight. I mean, it's unbelievable. So yeah, it's man. really cool. And I've noticed you've uh, started throwing the uh, the dragon tail flies as well. Yeah, those those mangum tails, I, I mean, they look really good in the water, but, and, and I'm, I like them. They're good smallmouth fly, but they fall apart quick. That's they, the problem. They do. That that's the only issue. Um, have you found any any remedy to that? Yeah, Sh schlopping. Schlopping gives <laughs> the same exact look in the water. Absolutely, it, man. <laughs> same exact look. You take four or five schlopping, you put it on the end of that hook, and as a matter of fact, what I do. <laughs> this is great. But what I do is when the, when the mangum tails fall apart. Actually, I was just using them all up, you know, and I don't want to dog the guy because they're good. They're, no, they're still good in the water, absolutely. you know. We don't dog anyone they either. Do, they Pike, fall apart. But Pike or ruiners. What I do is I save the fly. Oh, yeah. and I just I take put it back on the vice, and I just tie in some slopping on the backside of it, and I'm, I got a good good fly again. Do you have a way to hook like a 
like a shank to your to your old fly? Like a trailer hook? No, I mean um just for your tail or So you have your Oh old, yeah. You have yeah. your old fly and do you have a way to tie all the schlopping onto a shank and then make that attach to your new your old fly? You know, I I haven't done that yet, but I suppose you could, you know. Um, I, I think it'd be hard to get a good tie down because the head's already in place. The body's already in place. I think you have a hard time getting a good tie down to a, to a shank. I just, I just, what I do is I just kind of clip it all back and, and just tie in some slopping and I'm done with it. You know, the fish don't care. People, people get You're caught right. up on the look of a fly and I tie some pretty flies and they look good in the photographs and all that. The fish don't care. No, you know, they, see, they, George- they just want, they just want to eat. George, this this is what I want to get at. The fish just want to eat, man. They don't care <laughs> no, what yeah, the fly looks like. No, I agree. <laughs> I agree completely, man. Exactly. No, they just want to eat. If it looks fishy, if it's got a little jerk motion and it's got a little wiggle to it, man, they just want to tag that, man. I That's feel, all that matters. I, I don't believe in. I don't think colors matter too much. I don't believe in. You know, pike like that. The bling. You know, you put some bling in a pike fly and you give it a little bit of. You know. As it's long like, as it's jerking back and forth, they're going to come and hit it. It's like J Lo. It's like J Lo. She likes that blang blang. There's a couple. Yeah. There's a couple guys <laughs> sitting at this up. table right now. Just a couple of us, and uh, I think there's one thing that is more important than any fly, any anything you could like. Are you there's no say- recipe. No, it's reading. It's reading the water. Uh, yeah, reading the water, I think, is the most important. That's my dad. You're right, Cass. My gets dad, bit. when we were young kids, uh, all three of us got tutelage from pops. That's how this fly fishing podcast works. But like, it was he taught us where to read. So when you go to the water, you already know where the fish are at. Now it's it it doesn't become a part of fishing. It's angling. That's right. It's not fishing anymore. Yeah. Now it's angling. Now where can you position yourself? to present the right angle to that fish that's sitting in that where you know it's sitting and that's so I true think, man I, I so think, tonight i think tonight it's the I biggest thing about with fishing. my client on that i, I exactly. told him i said sometimes just stepping a foot or two in, in a different spot puts you in the right angle to present that fly well if you you're, you're, yeah, absolutely. Where you're coming across in front of a fish is, is inevitably yeah. the reason to catch Once them. you, yeah, if you've run the same flight seven times through the same area, take two steps down. Yeah, try, heck yeah, try, man. Try, you know, you got the you same thing. The and, ca- it comes yeah. down to the cast, you know? Oh, absolutely. It's like, if, if you can't bang, if you can't hit that pocket, and, and I'm not talking, you know, I'm not yeah. talking 40 feet, you know, saltwater cast. I'm talking. 12, 15, 20 feet, 20 feet, hitting a pocket. Two and men's. If you can do that, you're catching fish. Oh, well, you got to catch, catch the fish. Two men. Let your fucking fall. Let your fish. You have to catch the fish in the I'm, moment. I'm, I'm talking. I'm That's talking. for no, sure. No, let George talk. <laughs> oh, no. He's he's explaining that <laughs> yeah, you no, make that right cast. You let, get your strips let, in. Let George explain this. <laughs> Wait, Chad, did you just <laughs> come back from the restroom? I All did. Right, so, <laughs> Chad just I, came back from a pee. No, but I'm fishing skinny water, but even so, so I'm fishing creeks that are 20 feet wide, 40 feet wide, 60 feet wide. So, but if you're even on a big river, it doesn't matter if I'm on a river that's 200 feet wide, it doesn't matter if I'm out there by you guys on some big flowage or something, you still gotta, you still gotta hit the spot where the fish are. 
structure, pockets, so rocks. With your fly, are you trying to splash like the the structure that you think the the fish is sitting in? Splash that structure with your fly. Oh heck yeah, man! Here's the great thing about smallies, pike, muskie, is you can slap that fly in there. And that's dinner time, man. <laughs> that's, they don't you know, give a shit they, about. They, they, that's, that's come and get me. That, that's food. That, that's di- dinner bell. You smack that fly in on a trout and they run like sissies, man. They run like schoolgirls and they're going to go hide and you're not going to see hey, that hey, fish hey, for, for 20 minutes. Don't you talk about my trout like that. Hey, the George B. <laughs> don't you talk about my trout like that. Now, now with a, with some of this top water, you, you guys were able to hook up and fish some top water. Now, is that in the shallow scenarios only, or or is that drum fish up from some of the deep holes? So we're we're throwing the the frogs at this time of year in May. We're throwing them into shallow water. We're throwing a depth of about one to three feet, where we think pike were sunning themselves and. You know, trying to, they, they just kind of sit, you know, they like to go and get some warmer water. And so they, they go and they're sitting by those banks. And, and so we're throwing the frog pattern. It's a big frog that I, that I tie and, uh, and just kind of pop it across, trying to make it, you know, you know how those conventional fishermen fish that, that whopper plopper. Yeah. So, so I, I, I designed a fly. I tried to make a fly that, that, that sounds like a whopper plopper. I think I got it dialed in. Even my buddy tonight that I'm guiding, this guy from Iowa, I'm like, he, I'm like that sound. If you just pop, 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 just just strip it. One, two, three, let it sit. One, two, three, let it sit. Those those pike, they can't resist that. Are you are you putting up a blade in the back of it? <laughs> I thought about it, man. I'm I'm still designing that. Actually, I, that's a work in progress. No, dude. Don't think, don't think wrong about it, because Schultz is doing it. Just make a dual body. I know he is. I know, and I, and I, and yeah. I, I I'm. You know what I mean? Work it out how to get the best movement out of the blade. You know. Uh, don't uh, me, man. They're doing yeah. it. Uh, it. Just, so, that just, uh, <laughs> have you ever thrown a game wait, changer? Wait, are, do you have you yeah, delved into the game changer yeah, realm, nah, man? Like we're talking about frogs. Get the I fuck would, out of here I with know, a game changer. Yeah, yeah, no, whole, throw, we're talking about throw, frogs, Jay. You we're, can throw game changer type frogs too. No, game changer frogs. So George, uh, when you're That's when you're doing this, are you? What what are you looking for in the action of the fly? So with a frog pattern, you know, what I'm trying to do is get that, just to get that pop where it dips under the water, makes that gurgle sound, you know, that bump, bump, you know, that kind of bump, that sound right there. Yeah. And you can see it. And then, well, it depends, you know, a small mouth, you want to pop it and then you got to let it sit and you got to let the, and you got to let the rings kind of dissipate and go away and, Cause you know, but with Pike, you just want to pop, pop, pop. You want you want three pops, and then you let it sit. You know, yeah, so mm. it's a little bit different action with the Pike. So are you going but, like a Dahlberg style, or are you going like a like a double foam? barrel style? We use a foam or what? It, it's a big foam head, okay. and what I got in the backside is some bucktail. Yeah, man. Got some, 
Which I got some whiting cackle coming off the back. I got rubber legs coming off the side. I mean, things just sick. The Fuck yeah, man. There you go. He's got everything you need and everything that needs hit. That's everything we want in a fly. You oh, know? oh it's, it's alien, man. The thing's just sick. They can't resist it. The fish that came, the, the fish that came from twenty feet away tonight, to tagged this thing. It was unbelievable. It, it was like a freaking barracuda, man. Just, oof, you know, just. It was absolutely insane. So I hope tomorrow he's able to get on, get on some top water too. Yeah, man. Oh, man. Absolutely, man. So what's a what's a water temps up there for? I don't know. I always think top water is is more of a warmer type scenario versus depth. I mean, we we catch them all summer, but never really too early. So yeah, so water temperatures are still pretty cold here right now. So they're. We're at about, it depends on the creek. So I, I'm fishing two fisheries, right? One of them has a lot of spring water coming in. And so that keeps it kind of cold. So I think I haven't taken a temperature reading in a while, in a couple, in about a week. I think I did a week ago. And we were sitting at about, about 54 degrees. Um, but they're still hitting. The other creek that I fish, that water is, there's not as much groundwater coming up. It's more runoff. It's more rain. It's more drainage. And, and that water is already up into the upper fifties, you know, but Hey man, it, we're, we're, we're tagging them. But if the fish are there, see if they're, if they're in the spots, if they're in their holding spots, they're going to hit whether it's top water or streamer. I they want to water you know? fish so, in January. So they're, if they're there, they're hitting. So you're fishing creeks and different flowages. Uh, what, what is the temperature that you think is a good temperature that the fishers start the smallmouth, let's say smallmouth bass, are starting to flow up into these creeks? So both of the streams that I guide on, it's interesting because both of them dump into into bigger watersheds. Yeah, so they're kind of tri- they're kind of tributaries of, of of larger rivers, right? Okay, no, I'm I'm. I'm asking this question because I'm thinking about a, a home water watershed and the same the same situation. So, <laughs> yeah, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I get it. And, and yeah. I think with the with the bass, here's 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 the deal. Right. So pike, they 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 stay in their holding spots all year. So in the winter, the pike, they, they don't move. They're there all winter. They don't migrate. They don't do anything. They're, they're there. They're eating. They're whatever. They're assholes. I, yeah. Right. They're just they're just badasses. They don't give a shit. They're right in where they want to hit and, and they're just eating whatever. But the but the small ways are migratory by me. And so what they do is is they head downstream, they head into the into the larger rivers, and then they migrate and they migrate to spawn almost like a steelhead, where they're gonna migrate up to spawn and then they stay in the river. They stay in the river in these tributaries for the entire season until the fall and somewhere around mid-october they just disappear man they're like freaking ghosts i swear they're gone no i I can't i know what you mean (laughs) i can't catch one man i cannot catch one they're gone they're ghosts it's 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 freaking cool as hell i mean i mean i get pissed because i want to catch them but i'm like where'd they go yeah you know no i I totally know what you mean yeah yeah they're, they're just gone and I you figured don't know out, either. They're, they're migrating, and you know, and they come up, they spawn. They're by by me in Wisconsin. They're about to spawn now. So 
mid-April through through early June, they're going to start being on the reds and they're going to start spawning. And they'll sit in these these tributaries, these these rivers for the entire summer, and then they're gone. They're ghosts. They're heading down into the bigger rivers that 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 these trips dump into. So it's it's pretty cool. So probably right now, our smallmouth are spawning. Like as we speak, they're they're having fellatio. On. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna catch all of them tomorrow. <laughs> oh. I want them. To, I want to be catching Felicio as I catch them. <laughs> yeah, you just caught me with a mouthful of Pendleton just now. <laughs> but but that's what they're doing right now, and they're they're, yeah. they're filleting they're, they're, yeah, each they're other. In love right now. And uh, when they're done in our creeks, depends on where you're at. They push out of the creeks and go back into the the main rivers. Sure, sure. Oh, really? They they take off on you, huh? Yeah, man. No, not all of them. Some, Some of them do. Jay, how, how many creeks have you fished around here? I fit when I fish the creeks. You fish the two that I fish. Okay, when I fish the creeks, the smallmouth will move in and out. When uh, our our serious like our home river, those are resonant fish that uh, do their business all. You fish the two it. creeks that I fish. <laughs> sure. I mean, no, but not the and, river. And, the river. Th- they come in and out, and they're gone. I fish the river when, a ton. When they're, when the fish are out of our creeks, they're done. And uh, <laughs> you know what I mean. We're we're yeah. we're going to fish the the main river fish from then on. That's right. That's right. No, I do know what you mean. They, Yes, in, I'm the, getting the lucky. Thing of my, yes. In my creeks, I'm fishing around you here. Tell man, me, I'm they, getting lucky. They, they just stay for the summer. They're they're in there. That the, no, that's cool because I love the the little creeks when, uh, when the fish push up, that is the most fun you can have. Like you can yeah. throw anything at man. You can throw like weighted streamers. You can throw poppers. You can throw oh. throw anything at those smallmouth, and they'll hit them. Oh, is that what you're saying now, Chad? Throw but, <laughs> but when He's the, calling you out, man. Oh, he yeah. You to catch I got a phone call earlier that said, I will not throw a weighted fly with a floating line this weekend. We're going on the same float I went on last weekend and destroyed fish. Jay, that's totally two different watersheds and we two different species of fish. We are going to the same exact watershed I went to no, last weekend and I'm, destroyed fish on I'm talking about a the wa- certain fly with okay. a weighted fly and you said I will not hey, throw we, we have a guest on. <laughs> I will not throw on. a floating Jason, line. Oh, man, we have a guest on. Great. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I, me and my pals have these same conversations, man. I get it. I know. Everybody thinks they know. Everybody thinks they got the answer. That's how you Absolutely. gotta fish, man. Yeah, you gotta be knowing, or at least thinking. You oh know. no, you, th- you know we have so could, much. We you have gotta so believe, much, man. We uh, have so much passion for what we do, and that's where these little that little bit comes out. You know, the passion just it bleeds. You know what I mean? It bleeds it. It bleeds into us. Just oh, you don't want to throw this fly, or you don't. And 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 every fly works for all of us. You know, yep. whatever we're throwing works for all of us, and it's, you know, it's just that kind of thing. It's a no, I get it, man. You know, you know, fly, fly fishing is a passion. You know, it's it's a it's a way of life, really. You know, absolutely. When, Thank you. When you think about like the relationships that are found that are, that are found on the river with friends and family and kids and whatever, and oh. you think about fly tying and 
you know, learning that you're not and learning how to build leaders and, you know, whatever it is, just everything about it. I mean, it's, it's just a lifestyle that is so special and, and it's something that's lifelong and, you know, it's all about the fellowship, man. I mean, you know, you gotta, you gotta nail the cast. You gotta, you gotta be able to do the fundamentals, but at the end of the day, it's about the relationships that you make, you know? Hey, George, there's yeah. another community that would appreciate the stuff that you do. Not just us. It's uh, the, inter- <laughs> the, the international community. Because you have a scout that is fucking awesome, man. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Dude. Yeah, that looks I, cool. I'm, I'm a diesel mechanic, and I work on international trucks all the time. Sure. And every international I work on is not nearly as cool as the scout that you have. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a cool story, actually. So you want me to tell you about that, Scout? I do. All right. It's, yeah, it's cool. Oh, so, absolutely. So my grandfather was was an immigrant who, who worked for International Steel in Chicago. And I, I always wanted, you know, I, I had an old classic Bronco for a long time and I sold it 75 Bronco the old one looks like my scout but I always wanted an international because those those were actually before Ford came out with the scout and so you know Ford copied the, the international scout and so I'm like man I want to get one of these you know well I was out in I was out in Idaho and I was on an fishing trip with with a couple of buddies and we I kayaked and I was outside of Boise, Idaho, and the scout was sitting at the end of the road with a for sale sign for fifteen hundred bucks. Really? Like, yeah, yeah. You, I'm like, you gotta be shitting me. <laughs> fifteen hundred bucks for this thing? What? I mean, I mean, yeah, it's like worth twenty grand now. No I engine, this, right? <laughs> to some rich guy in Chicago for for probably fifty grand. And so, so I'm like, oh my god, I take down the number. I call the guy. And I'm like, done. I'm buying it. So I buy it. I have it shipped to to a company in Iowa called Anything Scout. These guys are great, you know, because I knew it needed some work and whatever. So I'm like, okay, I just want to get this thing squared away. And my boy, who was about, I think it was about ten years old at the time, my middle boy Christian. He's he loves he loves the Scout. Loved it back then. Loves it now. We we drove out there to to go look at it, and once we got it in there, and you know, talked to them about the work they were going to do to kind of get it squared away for me, and. And uh, a few months later, when they were done with it, I, I, I drove, I flew to, to um, Des Moines and Iowa, and then uh, you know, took a took a cab up to Anything Scout and and uh, drove it back to Wisconsin. I've had it ever since. I think I've had it for like 14, 15 years now. So it's a special, it's a special truck. I'm the second owner. I mean, it, it's unbelievable. 1971 International Scout 800B automatic badass truck straight six in it and uh i'm the second owner so it's pretty cool no you you can't ask for anything better than that man for no, real it's bad <laughs> straight up badass hey in lake geneva where i live in lake geneva it's a vacation town right so it's like the chicago land vacation town it's the vacation capital of the midwest yeah i've, I've had guys pull up next to me and you know hundred thousand dollar land rovers Wanting to switch trucks with me, man. Oh, no. <laughs> it's pretty cool. No, no fucking doubt, man. Yeah, it's badass, <laughs> man. What, what was the, the price after a little bit of restoration? 
the appraisal right now. The appraisal. I mean, I, well, I mean, you paid fifteen hundred, but you, you had to send it somewhere. So, so final cost. Oh, I don't know. I back then no, when it, I with some of the work that that I had done on it back then was I don't know maybe four grand I had done on it. Oh, that ain't you bad know, at all. Some, I mean, just just some floor pans and just you know had the bed liner and just a bunch of just odds and ends getting it running really where it was safe. You know, and uh, reliable. Yeah, so seventy-one. <laughs> so I'm like, I, I'm probably only in. I'm into this thing now for maybe like eight grand total. You know, but but uh, it's a it's a beautiful truck, dude. Gosh. Go to SEMA, man. You'll you'll quadruple that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> hey, there, there's these. I'm telling you, man. There's these rich guys that that. that that come up here and think they're hot-headed and important and they want they want that that truck so bad but you know i'm not selling it i'm gonna send it down to my boys and whichever one of my boys wants that they can have it so george um is there is there anything that we haven't hit on that you would like to hit on is anything you want to plug or tell us about about your fishery yeah no just you know i mean I, I just think the most important thing about fly fishing is, is the, is the fellowship, you know, it's the relationships that you build on the river, the memories that you make with the people that you're with. Absolutely. Right. You know, that, that's the most important thing. And, and, uh, teaching folks how to fish fly fish and, and teaching them where the fish are and a little bit about the hydrology of the river and, you know, all that's in, all that's part of the game, you know, and you're just putting people in a position to catch fish, you know, for me, I've caught in so many fish. I know where they are. I know how to catch them. I know that, but seeing the look on people's faces when they, when they catch that fish or, or even just when they miss and there's a big strike and that's just so exciting, you know? And So George, can I, can I ask you something as, uh, like a, a just new to the, to the game guide? Yeah. Yeah. How do you make the guy make the cast? Like, hey, cast to that, cast to that log, you know, thirty-five feet away. Cast to that log, and they cast twenty-seven and a half feet away. You know, right? I, yeah, that I'm happens like, a lot. I I rub my head. I'm, I got all this dirty Jew grease on my fingers from rub my forehead. I'm like, <laughs> right. oh, God, just cast to that log, and uh. It's super hard to like describe to the the person in the front of the boat what you want them to do, and and doing in a, a professional way. Yeah, that's really challenging, you know, because sometimes they'll just come up short, you know. So, you know, if you're saying, okay, I want you to hit that pocket between no, that rock right. and that log, and if you hit it, there's there, there's probably a fish there, you know. But they come up short, and they're a foot and a half short, right? Yeah, it's always a foot it's, and a half it's, short. It's so, just tough, you know. They just so, missed it. And I'll try to get them to recast and try to bang it one more time, but you know, it just depends on their ability level. You know, if it's a beginner then or or a newbie, you know, you just gotta you just gotta keep the you know keep the fly in the water and and hope that they get on fish. But if it's somebody who's experienced, you know, you just wait for the next opportunity. You know, that's about it. Um, I demonstrate a lot too. You know, so what I'll do is I'll, I'll stop the boat. I'll say, okay, let's get out and wade now. And, and, and I'm going to show you a few things, you know. And so, like tonight, for example, with my guy, um, 
I do a lot of spay casting, single head spay for salmon and steelhead in, in the fall and the spring. And so, but I've developed a technique where I can, where I can peri poke, which is a spay technique and then sling a pike fly. And so what you do basically in the skinny water, when you're only casting 20, 30, 20, 25 feet is I'll peri poke it. I'll pop it in the water. I'll water anchor it. And then it's just, just a, and I'll just shoot it with a, with a single haul, you know? So it's not, we're not double hauling it. We're going to peri poke it with a single haul. Are you, peri poke. Are, are you doing that with a full, with a floating line? No, a, a sink tip or a floating line. Either one doesn't matter. You can do it both. No, that that's totally fine. But that that makes a big difference to the the people listening to the show. Because yeah, so you, you know you what I do mean. It with, you can do it with both. Okay. Mm. Yeah, even even with a sink, I, I never use a full sink line, but you, even with a sink tip, I'm you can peri poke it. Kind of you just gotta pull. You gotta pull it out of the water a little bit earlier. You know. Okay. So a peri- for those for people that are listening that don't know what a peri poke is in a spay cast, basically what it is, you're dumping the fly in front of you, right in front of you, you're, you're, right. You're water anchoring. Then you're about, doing a D loop right behind you. Yeah, I, but I don't. I don't even D loop it though. I just what, I just I just poke it, put it in the water, water anchor it, pull it back, and single haul and sling it. That's it, man. And if you can do that, just poke it, put it in the water, pull it back, single haul. Hit that pocket. And that's all you need to do. You know, people get caught up in the casting. Yeah. And, and too much casting is a bad deal. Even for me. If I find, if I find myself casting too much, like, you know, you know, and I'm just I'm back casting or whatever, I I hardly ever do do a double haul or 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 you know, even with a frog or stuff, I'm getting the line out there twenty, you know, forty, fifty feet or whatever. You know, I too much casting is, is you're, you're just wasting time. Yeah. You know, the, the, the casting is for, for dry flying and drying off the fly for, for freaking 12 inch trout. Absolutely. 36-inch pike. Yes, you're, you're sir. Just getting the fly out there, man. You know? Yes, sir. No, I need water on it when it lands. You know, it, I, I find a lot, with, even with our local fishing, it's, it's very similar. It's it's not, you just got to just, man, it's, it's back, boom, back pow backbound into the water right. and and now you're presenting a profile and it's slapping the edge of the water slap it down one and do. a half yeah. feet short and yep. keep ripping it yeah that's know? right just fire the <laughs> fly get the fly yep. in the water as yeah, fast exactly. as you can don't be don't, don't be casting yeah. if you're casting you're not catching fish no, you're exactly. just casting. fucking fish of the air the line in the yeah yeah the fly in the air never caught a fish i Right. I do like your philosophy on the peri poke, though. No, Just peri- yeah, it's amazing. Poke it down, slam, and it. then swing it, and boom, you're up. Yeah, it's so cool, man. I love to show you guys sometimes. No, it's yeah, really for real. Cool. Well, no, and and all it person. takes is a single haul yeah, too. And so, yeah. you know, you you don't have to. You you're water anchoring the fly, right? So so the peri poke is your water anchor. You pull it up, boom, shoot. And and just single haul that, and, and and the fly hits the pocket. So I can hit a pocket, you know, from from forty feet away with that technique. A pocket that's that's like you know two by two, you know, like yeah, a hula hoop. Absolutely. Like I said, if you're splashing your target, you're gonna catch a fish. Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. yeah. That's what. Nope. That's what you want to do. Where you're casting at, you want to splash the target. And yep. if you splash that target. 
you should catch the fish in the target area. Correct. Right. Correct, right. It's, it's a, you're, you're just playing. It's a game, you know. So you're, what you're saying is, okay, I'm hitting all the structure. It's like Frogger. Hitting, that's right, man. Yeah, Where man. are the fish at? Where do I think the fish are at? At at the end of the day, like you don't always get me wrong. have to catch to where the we, fish is at. We we get the the love of the sport and being in the area and being around all the the structure. But if you're splashing the the target that you want that you think the fish is sitting at, that fish should strike the fly. It's a calling. Yeah, yeah, it's a calling. absolutely. You're, you know what absolutely. I mean? You're still not going to talk me. It should strike the fly. Yeah, if if, if you're and it's, you're playing the percentages, you know, you're, you're hitting you're hitting the spots where you think looks fishy. You, you're hitting the spots where if you were a fish, where would you be sitting? You know. Yeah, and, and it's that, right there. That's basically, <laughs> right. That's that's what you're targeting. It's not hard to to know where the fish are at, but it is hard to to nail that cast. You know, so with smallmouth, you, you got one cast kind of. You know, because sometimes they get a little bit fruity, like the trout. You know, sometimes they do. When they're hungry and they're eating, you can you can get two or three casts and and get them to strike. Yeah, you know, I'm talking. I'm not talking about a sissy little smallmouth 12 inch small i'm talking about 20 inch smallmouth you know and so you can get them to come and take that fly maybe maybe two or three times a pike you can put anywhere near them they're so predatory they they just want to come and eat you know they don't Mm -hmm. care but you got to hit that spot man you know if you hit the spot you're going to catch the fish that's what it's all about true you know and and even that, I, I I think as much as that, it's swimming the fly just after you hit that spot. If you lay yeah, that fly so, in that spot, so the, what I the see first happening just, with just, just let it sink a little bit, maybe let it sink a little bit, and then then the number stripping. one mistake is people will nail the spot and they'll strip too soon. Like you got to hit that spot. So let, let's say I hit a spot from 20, 30 feet away, right? And I nail the pocket. Oh yeah. Well, don't don't strip right away from the fish. Let that fly settle. You know, I call it settling. Let it, let it settle. Let it sit one one thousand. Now give it a little tap. You know, now give it a little strip. You know, that fish doesn't want to work that hard. You got you know people got to understand that those fish are lazy. They're they're basically like they don't want to expel energy. You know. <laughs> And so, so you, you're going to make them chase Our a fly. Don't, I don't, I don't ever try to make cha- fish chase flies. You know, I want them to come and come and get me. You know, I'm right here for you. You know, so I put so, it in their face and I'm like, okay, I just let it flutter. So I call it tonight with my boy. I was saying, Hey, we're going to let it flutter. Just let it flutter. Let it sit there. You know, no, don't pull it away from the fish. That that's a, that's a, a crucial thing. You don't want the fish to chase them. No, well, you're making them work. Yeah, exactly. You want to make that fish come after and give a, a ferocious eat, right? That's right. That's right. You don't want to make them work too much, you know? But you, you know, want to make them work a little bit. Right, just make them work a little bit, exactly. Just a little bit. <laughs> just make them work a little bit, you know? <laughs> you know, give, you know, you want that You want that fly to get a little jerk motion. Okay. You know, you, you so want, to, you want to side to, to, little side to, to side. flutter. You know, maybe a, you know, what I like to do is a little strip settle, strip settle. Okay. Strip, strip settle. You know, it's all about the timing, you know, and, and 
and you just kind of let that fly settle and and bung, you know. So, but I'll tell you, if, there, if there's a big smallie on the bank, though, they're going to hit it as soon as that fly hits. Is there a difference between, that you found between smallmouth and the pike? With oh, the, huge difference. The strip huge. settle, strip settle. Will the pike hit at a different cadence than the smallmouth will hit? Yeah, the pike won't. They're going to want, they love to hit when that fly just settles. Okay, they they love just the the flutter of the. Yes, they want that fly to flutter. Tonight, my my guy caught a fish five feet in front of him because just I told him just keep the fly in the water, just let it sit there. Boom, right in front of him. It was, it was sick, and because the, the they just don't want to work that much. I mean, it's like you know they're they're so predatory. You know, fish. We got to remember that they're not they're not people. You know, and so they want to just. They're gonna they're gonna use the only amount of energy that they have to make that strike and make that eat. And so once they once they strike, once they 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 go after that fish, they've expelled that energy. You know they're they're done. So if you're stripping it away from them, you know you're just making it harder on them. So I, I really I tend to be tend to like a slower retrieve. I tend to like a a retrieve where I just let that fly kind of sit in their in their strike zone, and they come and get it, man. It's pretty cool. And um, do you get any any instances where um, we were we were just talking to Pogo Pike before we talked to you? Love that guy. Love him. I love Steve too, man. He's he's the coolest. Steve's dude. Steve's a comment on our podcast. He's the coolest dude in the world, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you get any instances where the figure eight is a is a benefit to you for the pike? Yeah, you know, we I do off my boat a little bit, but instead of figure eighting it, I'm fishing a lot of skinny water over here, you know, and so instead of instead of like figure eighting it, I just tell I just tell guys to just just let it sit. Just sit. And, and just let it kind of just kind of let it flutter there. So raise you your like, rod, raise your rod tip a little bit. Keep that fly in the strike zone, which is about six inches off the bottom of the creek, and just let it sit there. Give it a couple jerks, and, and you can figure eight it. But you know, for the water that I'm fishing is is a little bit different than than maybe what what Pogo Pike's fishing shit. out there. Yeah, man. So you're just I, letting the shit hang. Let it hang, man. Just let it hang. Yeah. I can cast out. I can strip in. It's... I'll get a pike to follow. I'll just raise my rod tap and let, let the fly just flutter in the water. Just let it sit right there and boom. So that's it the... happens tonight to my guy. That's kind of like when I was like 19 years old and was hanging out with like 13-year-old girls, man. I just let that shit hang out, man. <laughs> and they loved it. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. That's hey, right, can man. I ask that's you a real crazy. question? Just um... let them know who's boss. That's it. No, hey, you, uh, you, you, you caught a big uh, pike the other day. You, you posted, and um, you, you said you got some video of it, and it just seems like uh, what what kind of video are you taking? Are you taking um, is it GoPro video or is it just off your phone? Yeah, so you know, I try to get some GoPro footage as much as possible. Some of it doesn't turn out that good, you know, but um, this one actually is going to turn out pretty good. So that was a pretty cool fish, man. It was thirty-four and a half yeah, inch pike, big pike, and we caught him on the top water. It was an interesting story because I just put up another picture tonight about about that fish. But 
I was teaching my buddy, my best buddy Matt, how to how to fly fish. He's he's a conventional fisherman, but he really wants to fly fish. And um, and he and he and he missed a couple blow ups of some smallies, right? And so he's like, you know, he just wasn't. We we're on the frog, and he he was just trout setting it and pulled it right out their mouth, you know. And he casts out, and he goes, ah, uh, he goes, okay, we gotta get going. He goes, I'm done. He hands me the rod, right? Frog's about. 10, 12 feet out in front of me, just sitting there. And this monster pike just comes up and destroys it. And I got the rod in my hand. I'm like, oh my God. I just strip set it and bumped my hands. And lesson learned though, you know, and I told my I told Matt, I said, you just gotta keep fishing. When it, when it comes to pike fishing, you gotta fish that that fly all the way to you. Because they will hit three, four feet, five feet in front of you. They don't care. You know, so um, it was a pretty neat story that went with that fish, and and uh, it was exciting. I I do have it on video, and and uh, let's see how it turns out. It'll be pretty cool. Yeah, man, pike are the coolest, man. They they will do what you want them to do. We have yeah, they're just predators. They're freaking. They're like barracuda to the saltwater guys, you know. So it's like. You know, that's what they are. They're just predators. They'll eat anything. They just come at you. They're, they're badasses, man. They're just, they're so cool. And to catch them on a fly rod is, is so exciting. And when you get them when they're really active, they, they're ferocious. They'll tail walk. They'll jump. They'll thrash. I mean, it's really neat. Sometimes they'll just settle down and they don't do much. But, you know, a lot of times they'll give you some good action. Hey. We've had you on for about an hour, an hour or so. Hey, is there anything we haven't touched on again that you want to touch on tonight? You know, I, not you know, not too much other than just, you know, I, I just encourage everyone to get outdoors and, and, and with the love of fishing, love of fly fishing. And for me, for me, moving water is just special, you know, and mm. I'm a class five kayaker and I'm running sick waterfalls all over the country and fly fishing and to me moving water is just a special thing i mean it's it's the lifeline of the planet you know and so um something needs to be cared for and and um something that needs to be you know thought of and protected and special and um but the really the most important thing is 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 finding a passion in life you know and so for me you know i've got a few passions that i love and i've just developed those and Kayaking and fly fishing were were the things that really just caught on to me and made me tick, you know, made me happy and brought me joy in my life. And so and they seem to kind of go together because, you know, so much of the rivers that I kayak are the rivers that I fish as well. And, you know, it's just really cool. That's kind of why I named my, my, my business in the flow, you know. So, like, for me, in the flow has, has really a double meaning, you know, it's, it's, it's the flow of the water, obviously, which is really cool. And, but it's also that flow that kind of that being in the moment, you know, we talked about that before the show is, is, is that, that special moment of where, where five hours feels like five minutes and, and, and you've in, in, in times just seems to stand still, you know, and, and, and you've been, you've been in the rhythm of casting, and you're casting, and you're casting, you're catching, and you're releasing, and you're, you're casting, and 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 it's that motion, it's that rhythmic motion of, that is so amazing, you know, that where 
I don't care what your problems are in your life. I don't care what, what you're going through. I don't care what, what you've experienced and nothing matters, but, but the cast. And I don't, I don't think the conventional guys get that. You know, the conventional guys are, they're, they're just throwing out a whopper popper or spin bait or something. They can, they can you know what I mean? Cast For the fly fishermen, the cast is, is mesmerizing. The cast is just as exciting as the, as the fish. Yeah, man, you know, preach, brother, preach. You know, preach. When a good cast meets a, the right fish, that uh, it's a this scenario. Some, it's just yeah, that, it's it's that right, this right, is like, exactly. Oh, this and is see, and, and that that that's why I called my company in the flow because when you're in the flow, it, it's all about the cast. It's not it, you're not in the flow about catching fish. You know, if you. If, if, if you're in the flow about catching fish, you're in the wrong business. Trout fishing, you're in the, maybe. You're in the flow of, <laughs> of, of forgetting your problems. You're in the flow of forgetting about life and work and, 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 and all that bull crap. You're, you're in the flow of, of, of being in the rhythm. You, you, found, you found a rhythm in your life. And, and so if you can find that, that spot, that, that place in your life where, where, where nothing else matters but banging that bank or hitting that pocket – Man, that's a special feeling, man. You know, and so if you, that's a special feeling, you know, some people call it being in the zone. I call it being in flow, you know, and, and it's a psychological position that you're in where 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 you just forget, you know, you forget about shit. Time stands still. And, you know, it's just really special. And so to, to when I when I see that that others are getting into that point, um, you know, I know, I know that it's a good day. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I know oh. what you're saying. Because we're, we're there right now on a Friday we night. We are flowing you, in our pants, sir. Yeah, man. Jason is anyway. You but nailed it, man. Where, where's the best? That was amazing. So, so you if, nailed it. If anybody wants to book a trip with you to do Pike and Smallmouth in, where are we at? Lower? Wisconsin. South, South Wisconsin. Southern Wisconsin, yep. The, how do they contact you? Yeah, so, you know, I've got a website that I'm very proud of. My buddy Steve, who built this website, is just a phenomenal guy, and and, and it's a beautiful website, but it's, it's um, in com, and um, it's really, really a nice site, but just, or just call me on my cell phone. My cell phone's listed on the site as well. Um, but just reach out to me and let me know if you're interested, you know, but, but I, I fish all species, you know, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still a trout fisherman at heart. Don't get me wrong. You hey, know, so uh, Jordan, <laughs> don't, yeah, don't give your cell phone out. We'll just get, uh, you'll just get nothing but dick joke prank calls <laughs> from our listeners. <laughs> I might. I, hold, okay, on. I, I, hold on. I, I know. I have. Joke I have. I know our guys. I know. I have one other question. I have one other question for George. I probably George. will. Hey, before we let you go, like, how the hell do you slow down time, man? Because you well, work out, you fish like a crazy man, you guy. I mean, like, like, who the fuck has enough time to do what the hell you do? Well, hey, brother, let me tell you something, okay? I got a you buddy obviously that lives out in Montana. Him lives in a van, lives in a sportsmobile, and he told me once, he's 10 years older than me, so he's like 60, 61, 62. And he said to me, he goes, I said to him, actually, here's a funny story. I said to him, hey, Mark, I said, hey, you want to go, let's go run this river for, for a couple of days. 
And he says to me, he goes, he goes, George, he goes, that's class four. He goes, my days are numbered. I want to be on class five. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, he's a kayaking buddy of mine. And I said, and, and, and I, that was about 10 years ago. And I, and I didn't understand him at the time, but I'm 51 now. And I understand him. Our days are numbered. We got to get the most out of every day. And so for me, getting the most out of every day was, was today. I got up, I worked, uh, I was working from home today. Um, cause I, cause we have prom at our high school. So they sent us remote and, uh, I went out and I trained with my wife tonight, today. She, you know, she's got cancer and, and she's fighting that. And, and she went to the gym today with me and she worked out. It was pretty amazing. She killed it. Um, Amen. And then, and then I guided tonight for four hours. So I, I think the message really is, is, is make the most out of every day. I mean, our days are numbered, you, you know, and so you got to live and, 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 and just really love life. And, you know, we're all blessed. I mean, the good Lord's given us this amazing life and, and we got to take advantage of it. So for me, it's just about, you know, living each day so what what's tomorrow going to bring tomorrow i get the guy to guide for eight hours or 10 hours or whatever and put this guy on pike and smallies and it's going to be beautiful so you know um it's not a matter of finding time it's just a matter of doing it if you're not doing it you're not doing it so you just got to do it yeah. you know what i'm saying uh, absolutely yeah yeah yeah. Who the fuck would, does that kind of stuff? Would you like me to bow to you, Jason? Because you've caught fish. Would you like me to bow to you? No, not I just, will bow to not you. Not right just now. some fish, the fish, Chad. No, no, the Jay, fish. Jay. Who wants the fish? Jay, please. Chase is calling me. Let him I'm going to go get high. Let him in. Let him in. I'm going to go get high. No, please, Jay. Let I'm me, let me be in first. the same room as you. For catching so many fish because you're such a fucking good fisherman. I am a great fisherman, You're the Chad. greatest fisherman. I am you are the, the greatest. Best. I am the man, You Chad. are the best fisherman the in western Pennsylvania. Please let me sit in the same room as you. I don't know about that. Mark's pretty no, good. No, 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 no. Let me sit in the Mark's same room as okay. you. Please, I'm asking Mark's Jay. Okay, but how many, Jay, how I'm... How many musty has Mark pulled out of the fucking trout stream? I'm I'm asking, please let me sit in the same room as you, Jason. Uh, you should. It you should. it makes how me many, feel. How many fucking how many how many trout have you fucked up in the stream? No, it ma it makes no, me no, feel no. like such no, a substantially no, 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 no. less how person because I'm in the same room how as you, Jason. I would like to be. I would like to be a an Chad, equal person Chad, to you, many, Jason. How many trout? I I guess I can't how many be. Wild guys we are back and uh we are gonna come back and jay is definitely gonna come back and try to dispute that his musky 
on the fly on a trout stream is definitely um, way more of a feat to catch than us catching hybrids on a trout or on a stream. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely dispute Jay in this. So I want everyone on this show to uh, you know shout us out. Give us uh, give us your intel. Let us know what you think, and let us know if Jay is right or if I'm right. So um, hit us up, and we will be back with Jay's uh, dispute to this this trout fishing dilemma. bought himself some gear and even before I, that i even totally before forgot, that i totally per- forgot to press record until right now <laughs> oh well you're an idiot then no i no honestly i no, i i've caught a bunch of fish and spring's you've been, been the the best no, fisherman no no fishermen. not a, no not at all but spring's been awesome spring has been very very well on the fishermen in our area it's been fun. It's been super, super fun. So I now, took on like so I now said, that we have high water, we don't want to fish it. Not, not this high. Now that we have high water, we won't fish it. Oh, if I didn't have so much work that I did today, I wouldn't have. I, I would have caught. No, I would have put my boat in the river today. No, oh, you're crazy. No, it's fun. way, yeah, way, way, way high. It, it's twenty two hundred cfs. That's a lot, dude. I would have put my boat in the river today. That's a fuckload. We've never done it. So we don't know. No, I've done it at 1300. It was fucking terrifying with Jason fucking Mark. Uh, Who don't know how to row. Either of them. No, it didn't even matter, dude. That didn't matter. It was terrifying. Yes. We, when when God. Okay. 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 We we learned it from the musky masters, right? Who? When God Who's the musky masters? The guys who catch all the muskies. Uh, we're not musky fishing. We're fishing for fucking smallmouth. I mouth. understand, but they say that, when the totally God gives. Fish. Hold on, when God. When, well, hold on, when God gives you high water, we fish for trout. Or when gives you high water, you go smallmouth. No, fishing. you fish for trout. What's what's Schultz? You do? fish for trout. What, what's Schultz do? Well, Schultz is not Schultz? the same fisherman or fishing area that we have. If you want to go fish it's in the if you want to fish, if you want to fish in the Shannon Creek, yes. No, the Shannon Creek will be okay, great okay. for smallmouth right now. Yes, it's high. Yes, go fish in Shannon. Sure, bud. I'm fishing real fucking river. Yeah, I'm not fishing that little shit. Spot up? You kidding me? You fucking kidding me, Chad? I'm either fishing our river, which our river's way too fucking high to fish. And if it wasn't scary... It's 2200 CFS. I've, I've, we, I've fished it at that oh, with I've fucking done it. I've done it once. Yes, and, I, and once. I saw baby, baby fucking muskies in the fucking little creek. And that's why I know they're little fucking muskies in the little creek. Well, listen, if you hook one right now, a real one... Just saying, it's just not real. worth our time. We might as well go not fish a child stream, bruh. Might as well just go fish a trout stream. It'll be fun. 
There's a lot of fish to be caught. Giant smallmouth to be caught. Giant trout to be caught. Who knows? You put your fucking fly down there enough, you might, might just a catch a muskie. Who fucking knows, Chad? Fish it like you mean it. That's all I tell these kids. It's supposed to be fish it well, sir. Nah, you fish it like you mean it. Uh, yeah. I, I started so, so... Some days so, are good days. Yeah, like, you're right. You're right. You're right. So, you're right. I mean, you go out, tur turkey hunting, fishing these days yeah. all coll collide at a certain point when things are right. You know, I uh, apparently that was the case because you got well. No, 18, I went out. No, eight species on so one float. We go a couple weeks back. I mean, I've done so much fishing since the last podcast. I mean, like again, did just, you fish in New York? No, oh, you did. Up, you bitch. got to. I, I I got to. I got. It to was very cool. Fish. That's very cool. I caught I caught smallmouth, but I had to use a clouser, so I felt like you. I was like, ah, oh, I got to put a clouser on and ten pound leader. Goddamn right, man. That's a that's a fish catcher. Two casts in a row. I told Chad the other day we we're gonna go fish trout him. He's like, should I fucking throw this sinking line or that sinking line? I'm like, clouser. Uh, <laughs> why don't you throw a floating line with a long fucking leader and a fucking sinking fly? Even if it has a large set of, like literally, just a large like, large set of dumbbell eyes, dude. It don't have to have the scalp and helmet. Something, sm I don't is know, this, six is this inches, before man. or after water? I'm being serious, dude. With a lot of water, nine, you could use it a doesn't nine matter. It doesn't matter because when you have a floating line, you can mend more and you can get your fly down to where the fish are. And that's all that matters. That's honestly, that's all that's going to matter in the end. If you get to fly down you mean into what, a the column, uh, and I'm not talking about warm water, smallmouth fishing. I'm talking about trout fishing, like in where we're doing it. If you don't get to fly down where the fucking fish are, you're never gonna fucking hook. Unlike them. the first two foot of your cast, right? It's gotta no, start. It's no, gotta it doesn't start. matter. It well, doesn't but matter. It's, it's gotta start right no, there. No, it doesn't matter. It matters where the fish are gonna lie. Like, you have to fucking have the boat in the right spot and, like, you you know. Get we, your line down. The hook, down the is fish what you're I, saying? Three of the hook, fish I hooked this past weekend were all in standing. Like, we pulled the boat over. I was like, this is a great area. I just moved a fish. We should just fish it out. And I can't wait till this weekend. Because we're going to have a bunch of nymphers with us, Chad. And... We're going to have Aaron Shine with us, oh, who yeah. knows how to nymph out an area. And I can't wait to see the big fish to get moved on these nymphs in this area, and I just couldn't net them up. I cannot wait. I'm going to be elated. I'm going to be elated, elated, right, and I'm going to have elated. to come through there with some uh, bigger flies before you get there. There's going to be a fucking 12 to 14-inch fucking brook trout hooked on a nymph. In exactly where you know I'm talking about. Why you moved them? No, hey, I moved both of them last week. But I'm just saying. Just take this. We, there we've we've caught it, them before, and I think those fish should be just oh, on a tight line nymphing situation. I can't wait to see. We're gonna have two guys in tight night tight. Well, one guy at least tight line nymphing behind everybody, and. 
probably a few guys stripping streamers in front of him. And and I told Aaron as well to bring his nymphing rod along because I think it's going to really, really... I want to see what fish are really there. I, I want to see what's really there because I want it proven to me because I could see it stripping on stripping a streamer on the exact right day three times a year, four times a year, you know, when I go there and fill my boat there. So if we can really get to see what's really there when other guys are doing other things that I, you know, I don't do. I don't tighten eye nymph. I don't know anything about it. Do you, Chad? Nope. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There, thanks, Chad. Hey, thanks, hey, Chad, from the peanut gallery over there. You gotta tie. But up I your think that will be flies. cool. I would think that will be cool to see. Don't you? Like, we go to this place all the time. We fish it out, and nope. You don't think it will be interesting to see what's there on a nymph? What's there on somebody tight line nymphing through where Carl should be? Nope. I think it will be. But I, mean, I like that. It, I, I want to say, if you're, I mean, trout fishing. That, that old, if your trout's built for a fucking tight line. Yeah, but dude, a two-inch fly, even half-ass drifted strip, will catch some trout, dude. We're talking, gonna, I'm talking I'm, the exact hole where I caught that. Uh, you had dude, good you water know, last. You had no, great no, water. No, no, you Jace, and I. Jace. I'm I, talking to say no. I, I'm just I, talking I, the exact same hole where you and I. I, I, I caught that big everything one. To avoid that, I guess. Jace, that's death. You know the one you were with oh, me, and I caught good that good. That yeah. yeah, that spot right if, there. If you throw a streamer first, then yeah, go ahead. I guess. You only after streamer fishing it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You got to compete, bro. Yeah, that's, and then let the, the tight liners come through. All right, man. We're going to sleep. It's been fun. Great. You caught a million fish, Jason. We don't need to talk about anything. It's been great. Hybrids are great. Yeah, everything's going great. Spring, everything's hip. Small mouse. I've been catching a ton of big small mouse. Jay's been catching them all. Yeah, and we got yeah, a bunch man. of mushrooms, so Dude, we're all winning. I don't go out in the woods and catch fucking mushrooms, but I catch fish. You should come hunting. You got a hunting Fuck license. that noise. I'm catching uh, fish, bro. I got a blind set up for your lazy ass. Let's go. Jake I'm taking small. I'm taking my daughter trout fishing tomorrow, and we're gonna fucking kick the shit out of them. Same place. Damn right, right down the road from my house. Oh, oh, damn! It's stocked though, man. It sucks. Sucks they don't stock every week. Should be a free dude. Thing. It's still stocked, and the Amish ain't taking them all. No, no, there's still trout. Plenty. A Probably bunch more, of trout there. A lot more aggressive now. Oh, let me throw a fucking Joe slide through that bitch. Fuck it, top I'm gonna water. crush him. And let Top her. Water, she, she's gonna crush him herself. I'm just gonna set her up. I'm gonna be like, gonna hey, wake this up is, early. This is what angling is, bruh. Are you gonna get McDonald's first? No, we're gonna go get on. the Amish made donuts. Ah, fuck that, man. No, we're gonna go get Amish made donuts off Vance Road. Hash browns and you no. know. Amish made donuts. What do we get? Jace. If it's not on what you ate donuts, it's not right. If it's not off the <laughs> Monopoly, do- if it's my, not a Monopoly, my daughter is expecting Amish made donuts tomorrow. I guess <laughs> this is the tradition we've made for ourselves. There you go. It's right around the corner. Just go get the fucking donuts. All right. There. Well, after that, take her to a little bit bigger water and let her swing the spinner. Let her. No. Grow Tonight's up. show has been brought to you by Predator Flyger. Check them out. PredatorFlyger.com.
Some fishing. fishing. I will be looking good in some fishing gear, whether my daughter catches fish or not. Protect your face from all your beak. From eh, I'm trying. Sun. The cost of sunglasses to protect them. Tonight's show has been recorded live from the Urban Fly Company studios. Check Mark out at urbanflycompany.com. Eric Sucks. Eric Sucks. Check them out. Very sharp. Hey. Our good buddy Ryan Evans. Queen City Guiding. Queen City Guiding. Hey, and God bless his wife, Jamie, for putting up with our drunk asses at their wedding. That was a fucking amazing time. Maybe next next week we'll get to talk about the wedding. Yes, it was (laughs) amazing. Amazing, amazing. Thank you for the time. Yeah.